Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What's up, everyone? This is your everything show. This is your SmackDown show, your AW Rampage show. This is your Battle of the Belts post show. Holy cow, do we have a lot to get through. We've got so much to tell you about. We've got so much happening on Fightful Select. There was a name that went up from New Japan who was of interest over at WWE. Not who you might be thinking, not Mercedes Vernado, not some other of the suspects that you might have had, but uh, another name is joining said person. So go to Fightful Select to find out more, even more New Japan news, even more interest than who was already reported on Fightful Select. Always more news coming out. I don't know if you've heard, Alex, there's a little bit of Vince McMahon drama that happened. Is he back? Uh... Much like Slim Shady, he's back. Tell a friend. I have a friend with me that I haven't seen in a few weeks, and that's Alex Cardoza. How you doing, Alex? I am so stoked to be back here again, and uh, it wouldn't be a welcome back party for me if we didn't have 15 hours of wrestling in one night. There you go. (laughs) There you go. We have so much to talk about, so much to get through, but that doesn't mean we don't want to hear from you. So get in Super Chats, Humper Chats. Head over to twitch.tv slash Fightful Gaming. Yeah, I don't know uh, why King of North's comment is up, but we're going to take it down. We are going to find some Super Chats and Humper Chats to talk about instead. But we are going to start with SmackDown and then go into all of the AEW stuff, uh, which I am excited about. But We'll start with Chi Towns first, chiming in saying, My MVP of tonight's AEW mid card, everybody showed out tonight, really impressed. 
a lot of really great in-ring action. Um, not a ton of consequential in-ring action for four hours of wrestling, but we will take it starting with SmackDown just because we got two hours of each and no major title changes despite Battle of the Belts being a thing. Uh, we got Allie Hoff chiming in via Humper Chat. Thank you so much for chiming in, Allie, saying, did the Rampage Battle of the Belts crowd come across as loud as it felt here in the arena very cool that you got to attend. And yes, these West Coast crowds, especially these first-timer West Coast crowds that are maybe haven't been able to, to see these shows because COVID slowed down tours or they were just running Chicago like it was their home venue there for a while. <laughs> very, very hot crowds last week, this week in Denver as well. Very fun to see. Very fun to see. I also think that the hot crowds might have something to do with the fact that these shows have had really strong booking and been better for AEW. I feel like Ever since full gear, good stuff happening, man. Good stuff. Uh, Jam Beard saying, so Kate, what you're saying is the Linda and the Sheeler to stardom slash New Japan Pro Wrestling confirms. Go to Fightful Select to learn about Linda and Sheila. They're behind the paywall <laughs> most Mondays and pay-per-views. I will say that isn't who Sean has reported, but you never know. You never know when the Linda and the Sheeler are going to be a tag team headed your way and we've got ryan sullivan saying the return of alex yes we're so excited so to happy. have alex back yes i was <laughs> very much sick like that bug that went around destroyed me power bond me oh man you had a move and then you were sick and then sean decided to show up to work so it's been a few weeks since we've gotten to have you around i'm very excited to have you back it felt, I'm not going to lie, it felt not bad, just so different being in the co-pilot seat last time. I got so used Ooh. to hosting. I got so used to my segues leading into ads, and then all of a sudden we're doing live reads. It was a, a very different, very different feel that was happening. But <laughs> we're going to dive in here, and we are going to get back to some of your Super Chats and Humper Chats, starting with SmackDown and this Bloodline promo. I'm also going to just go through kind of their whole storyline that was weaved through the episode today i thought it was really really fun this was some of my favorite roman stuff man when they get out of the way and just let him be the cool dude that he is he's a really really compelling character so we open tonight with this bloodline segment uh roman saying that he doesn't lose and that sammy is kind of encroaching on his role as head of the table he didn't like that sammy was calling his shots like he was babe ruth and then couldn't back it up and i Loved that for so many reasons. Um, I felt like it justified them losing pretty well. And Roman doesn't lose, right? We don't see that happen. So my um, factual statement <laughs> on the screen. Uh, I, I loved, loved, loved this opener. Later, we get Sammy trying to talk to him and Paul Heyman saying now isn't the time. We get... Um, Roman saying that he doesn't accept Sammy's apology later, but Swerve... Roman takes accountability in this really fun way of saying that he shouldn't have yelled at him. That was on him. That was his fault. I still feel like that's all toying with Sammy's emotions, right? That feels more manipulative than it does authentic. But man, when they just let Roman sound like a person, he is one of the most compelling characters on television. I thought tonight was a really great example of that. He just sounded like very sincerely asking Sammy Zayn why he would be doing the things that he was doing. I thought it was a great, great through line. We also did get Kevin Owens saying, oh, if I'm such a problem that's hanging around, why don't you fight me at Royal Rumble about it, which I thought was great. 
Um, if you wanted to get rid of him, that was a good place to try and do it. And then also said that he'll see Sammy when he finds his balls, which I appreciated. I don't normally like like cheap balls comments, but Ball that talk. Was, that, yeah, that was that was a pretty fun one. Um, so, uh, what did you think of this opening segment, and how did you feel about the bloodline through line through the whole episode? Because I thought it was really great tonight. Yeah, man, the, uh, you can tell the uh, the decline of what's happening between uh, the bloodline and uh, Sammy Uso. Like it's just it's just you see what's gonna happen. It's is that train that you can spot it, hear it, feel it, all that good stuff. Um, I thought that it's good when they let Roman just speak, like you just mentioned before, and kind of not have that weird like like grunts and like what he used to do before remember those stupid faces he would make when he would talk trying to like act tough he's just so cool out there man he's just so cool and he's like letting it all out he got angry he showed emotion you know like who the hell are you you know like get what you should just disappear like there was a lot of nuances today that uh, made me happy with him I agree. And like you said, like, I don't know, that always just seems to come across as a little bit more authentic to me. I agree wholeheartedly. We've got Tom LaValle saying, happy Friday. Kate looking comfy. Alex looking too sweet. AEW shows were actually good tonight, but next week's Rampage is going to hump. Yeah, next week's Rampage, it's a live one out of LA. Those live West Coast ones are like different level and live ones in general, I think, tend to be a little bit stronger. So Hoping for more of that from AEW in the future, just because it, it does feel like there's a little bit more of an effort. Nothing's going to be spoiled. So uh, worth it to them. But I am comfy. We started at 12.15. I said we're going to have a pajama party. And I'm very happy to be doing so tonight. Jam Beard, clearly a fan of the Tuesday night show where all we do is puns. Saying ball puns in order in honor of KO tonight. Whoops, sorry, I clicked out of that. My monitor's acting a little bit funny tonight. Sorry about Drop that. Drop kick it. It always works. I should. I need to to Fonzie it. We'll pull it. There's the appropriate comment that we're <laughs> looking for. Ball puns tonight in honor of KO's comment. We're not gonna do ball puns and we're not gonna overrun this particular show with uh puns because one, that's a Tuesday night gimmick, and two, we are starting at 12:15 Eastern and have three shows to get to. But I appreciate the support and hey. I'm always here for ball puns. We're just going to not overtake the show with them. <laughs> but uh, Orion Ben kind of agreeing with us, saying Roman going for that dramatic award, now mind games. Yeah, there's there's something really fun when he's playing mind games with people, when he's in manipulative mode, when he's got ice in his veins, when he's calculating how he's going to keep his spot at the head of the table. That, to me, is a lot of his best work. So I'm glad you guys like it, too. Uh, <laughs> we've got more and more super chats. Thank you guys so much for all of your, your support tonight. I know it's a late <laughs> one getting started, but mirror Alex, I propose a black pack job. Man, you in, uh, if you guys want to talk about Vince, we can talk about Vince. Obviously the news broke. Um, Sean has some really great stuff on fightful select about it, about internal reactions. Vince saying that he's coming back for the sale. I don't know if you have, notice this about Vince, but not always like a man of his word. It doesn't always seem so. I think a lot of people nervous that he's going to be sniffing around creative. I'm certainly one of those people that's nervous. I didn't like what he was doing before. I think a lot of people didn't. That's why stock prices went up when he left. That's why ratings went up when he left. So fingers crossed that he's only back for the the mission of selling his company. But I 
I doubt it. Do you have any overall thoughts on this? Uh, should I write my letter like McMahon did to the board of directors over at Fightful, <laughs> letting everyone know that I'm coming back and you know yeah, it's been a couple go. weeks? Yeah, no, I don't That's know, man. That's actually why you're back. <laughs> it is, it is, guys. If you didn't know, uh, myself, Kate, and uh, everyone else here on the chat is going to take over. But no, I, I just really quickly. I kind of, when we were talking about this, when this first broke down, when we were alive on the air, we were just like, kind of like, Sean joined us. Yeah, it it went nuts, right? (laughs) I was like, we we all were like, he's going to come back in one way or capacity, right? Like, we knew he was going to snake his way back in. Um, I didn't think it was going to be like this. But I also know that there's a lot of uh, dysfunction in that family. And he's going to sell this company right out from under them. And God only knows whatever company decides to move in and take over. If it does happen, how they're going to rearrange uh, what's going on. They could leave it the same, but it's going to be a hell of a ride to watch, man. I'm kind of kind of excited a little bit, you know, just to kind of watch from the behind the blinds to yeah, see what the hell's I, happening. It's 2023. 20, it looks like it might be just as wild of a year as 2022 wow. was, which I didn't know if that was something that could make possible but i feel like we've gotten these momentum swings right i feel like AEW was way ahead in the beginning of 2022 and then they had all these internal issues they were kind of falling behind a little bit wwe was rejuvenated by by triple h coming in and making some really great changes to the product from just a watchability standpoint all the support uh or all of the reports excuse me on fightful select about how morale hadn't been higher than they'd seen in years and years and years that there was, um, you know, overall approval because, you know, ratings were up, which means revenue was up, stock prices were up, everything was trending up. And then it started to kind of even out a little bit. AEW refound its footing with booking. They got some of their talent back from the suspensions that mm-hmm. were there. Things started to get back on track. I still don't need Jeff Jarrett on my screen three times in one week, but that's neither here nor there. For the most part, they're on an upswing. The women's division is suddenly killing it. Like, we got all of that and... WWE was kind of like having all these huge returns and that kind of slowed down and they they kind of fell back like to both being always somewhere between pretty good and really good um with spikes of of great shows right like that's that's kind of how I felt um please share the link in the thumbs up sorry my monitor is being so weird so I'm like trying to click back in and uh, when I do that, I'm sometimes clicking comments. So apologies. Uh, but leave a thumbs up on this video. Uh, so it, it's it's interesting. I don't know what is happening with the Vince stuff. Stock shot up, I think, because there's going to be a sale. I don't think it's because of Vince's return. I'm sure Vince will use that as yeah. a victory lap either yeah. way. But it's interesting. And if anybody, real quick, if anybody's seen the show Succession on HBO Max... Yeah, that's what everyone's saying. This is the I, I said it from day one. This is everything that goes on in real life in in a big C, you know, like C C suite style of of uh, business. What do the C twins have to do with any of this? Whoa, C twins, where? <laughs> <laughs> but it is it's definitely interesting news. There'll be more and more updates on Fightful Select along with your new Japan news. Look, it's the beginning of 2023, and we had Wrestle Kingdom. All of these huge implications coming out of that. Sasha Banks, formerly known as the new Mercedes Varnado, Mercedes Monet, is she showing up next week in AEW? She's on a tour of world domination. She said at Wrestle Kingdom at three in the morning. Um, it's we're a week in, and it's already 
already getting pretty wild. So we will see, but we are going to jump back into SmackDown. Thank you so much for your super chats and humper chats. We've had some dips uh, over the holidays and some spikes when there's crazy news like this is happening. But Flame mm-hmm. Inc., before we switch back into SmackDown, does ask, I didn't watch SmackDown tonight, but I have a question about Vince. Could the board and shareholders do a vote of no confidence on him to make him leave? So I'll say this, Jimmy Van and Sean did a stream about this separately. And Jimmy Van, because he is a very successful business owner, including Fightful and outside of it, had a lot better insight because he just knows that stuff way better than I do. It's my understanding, I think, that Vince can't vote himself back in, but he can do things like hold the company hostage when he's not in control. So, for example, the news that came out about this is they might not vote him in, but as the majority shareholder, he will not approve the rights of any broadcast deals going forward. So they can't renew with Fox. They can't sell the company unless he okays it. And he said he's not going to okay it unless he's there from day one. So he, they can keep him out, I think, technically of that position, but he can also just keep the company at a complete standstill. Um, so while I'm saying, uh, you're not saying Mercedes Monet, right, Kate? Watch the clip of Dave Meltzer and Brian Alberts fight about how to pronounce it. Um, I will... I love Dave and I love Brian. I saw their comments about Mercedes Monet and her not showing up after Tony Storm was announced. And I think they missed a swerve. I still think it's a swerve. I still think Mercedes is showing up. If she doesn't show up for that match, I think she shows up after the match. Um, I don't know anything. Dave talks to people inside AEW. I don't. Um, despite what people like to think, Sean doesn't tell me anything. Uh, <laughs> so... My guess is if they got denials that Mercedes is in the match, maybe she's coming out after. Maybe this is a swerve and she shows up at Revolution to dethrone Jade. I don't know. But Britt Baker saying, I'm the boss with a wink. Uh, That would be a little too coincidental for me. Uh, Jam Beard saying, 77-year-old predator blackmailing (laughs) the company to force his way back. Uh is going on with my monitor like a bad foot fungus to only sell wow. blood money makes me never want to watch wwe shows ever again if that happens so that is in reference to um there is a huge piece of this which is that a company in saudi arabia is interested in buying wwe as a potential suitor now there's a lot of things that would have to happen for that to go through um but i know it would be the end of sour graphs alex won't watch the other alex og alex won't watch the the Saudi Arabia shows. I don't think he would be able to stomach watching the WWE product anymore. I don't blame him. Um, I don't know if that would be the best move for them for a lot of reasons. And they'll scrap Lacey Evans again. <laughs> Sorry, I had to throw that in there. Mansoor will be nowhere. Mansoor will be nowhere to be Mansour found. Mansoor will nowhere to be found. Matthew Plus saying Alexis looking felt Katie hiding her pregnancy. <laughs> No, wow. I'm back on my DDP. What did I miss? Oh, Matthew Plus is always trolling me because he's like in love with me. It's fine. Oh, I like that. That's how it goes. That's how it goes. But we're going to talk about SmackDown a little bit here, I guess. Um, I'll just close the limp on the Vince stuff. For me, uh, 
I think it's a disgrace. I think it's the most selfish thing that he could do. I'm not surprised by it. I don't for a second believe that um, he's staying away from creative. And I just feel like women have a right to feel safe where they're about to work. And any of the idiots out there saying that like, oh, but those women got paid or whatever. They got paid money they were owed because they were forced into a situation where it was quit your job or do sexual favors for me. So that paid money is money that they were owed because they chose to leave their contracts because they were being coerced into sexual favors. So uh, I think it's disgusting. I can't imagine being a woman that works for that company and feeling good and feeling safe. There are plenty of women who have said, thank you, Vince, that are happy and feel safe at work, I guess. But I just feel like it's an unfair situation to put not only women in, but men too, who don't want to work for someone that is associated with the things that he's associated, including rape. And, um, you know, there's a lot of couples in WWE too. So we're also talking about people's wives in these situations. So I think it's gross. Um, I don't, I'm not surprised by it. It's not like this is like shocking or surprising information in any way. Um, but did you want to close the loop on anything? Did you have any thoughts? No, I just feel like, uh, I don't know. It's just, this is, unfortunately, this is corporate America. This is, this is how it will always be until something changes. And we've been saying this, or I've been hearing it for years. So. Yep. Yep. It's gross, but it Mm -hmm. is a symptom of the circumstances, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. Cadence C's chiming in saying, so uh, I'm 20 and feels weird. Happy birthday, Cadence. Happy 20th. Happy, happy. I think it was it was either yesterday or the day before, I believe. So happy it birthday. It all goes downhill from here, brother. Get that blue uh, chew ready. <laughs> Not yet. We'll get there. We're going to get it. there. Save your Damn segue. It. Maggie Plus saying, money for Caden. Go buy some friends. Look. Whoa. That's rude. And Caden has plenty of friends. And you can see them on the Fightful Overbook watch along that we did before Wrestle Kingdom. Caden was my co-pilot. And we ended up having a lot of other people join, which was so much fun. Um, but we did a Sasha versus Bailey at TakeOver Brooklyn watch along before nice. Mercedes made her debut as kind of a fun tribute. Um, John Alba joined in and he was so great because he had done a match study of that match before so he was there breaking it down we had people who saw that match live Caden had never seen it before which is crazy but uh Caden was the first one I reached out to because I thought of it like very last minute too and Caden immediately was like hell yeah I'll join so very (laughs) appreciative of that happy happy birthday we appreciate you and all the things you do for us here at Fightful diving back in Anthony Velasquez saying great job by Sammy in that segment as well. He looked legit scared when Roman snapped on him. His sincerity in all of these vignettes and um, just backstages and in the ring. I can't even, I can't limit it to any of the work he's done, but like it's the, the innocence he has every time he gets rewarded by the bloodline and the fear that he has every time Roman's unhappy with him or Paul Heyman's kind of like, Roman might not be happy with you. It feels so innocent and um, in a good way, little kiddish. Like it's like palpable. Like when you were eight years old and you were so excited about something, uh, my heart's going to break when the beatdown happens. The writing's on the wall for it. Um, I'm going to just be ruined in the best way by that moment. But 
for a storyline that felt so stale, the bloodline has been fantastic. And I, I really think a lot of that's on the back of Sami Zayn, Alex. Yeah, I, I feel like, oh God, I'm, there's going to be some great acting when this finally goes down. A lot of, and I, if you're not crying when this happens, you have no heart. You are cold. I'm telling you right now because I'm feeling it. I will be feeling it. I feel it right now. Feeling it. I'm, feeling it in your heart. Let's not talk about it because it just makes me sad and I want to oh be happy. Oh my goodness. No, new year, kidding. new you. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> this is a whole bunch of fun. I can't wait to see. Since we're like building to Royal Rumble already too, it's kind of cool. Like we'll talk about it, but we have qualifier matches. We have Roman's match getting set up. So even though we don't have a pay-per-view, it still feels like things of stakes are happening, which is good. And this is one of the best, if not the best stories in wrestling, man. I'm excited for it. We also get uh, a couple of quick segments here. But before we get to those, we have Santos Escobar and Kofi Kingston. And man... I could have watched this go another 10, 15 minutes. I wish they had given it a little more time, but Santos Escobar rules, and so does Kofi Kingston. And I hope that um, we get to see more of Legato presented right. I would love Angel Garza and Umberto. I think we're dropping last names now because, of course, Vince really is back, I guess. Uh, I <laughs> I would love to see them join because I think they they offer something really special and, and could be great for Legato um, and a, a way to get a, a one-up on some numbers because there's a lot of stables going around right now. But this match was a whole bunch of fun. Um, Kofi takes the loss here on the Phantom Driver. I don't like champions losing, but they're not champions of this brand or the main roster right, right now. They're NXT champions. So it's not that bad. And I think it was a, a solid match and Santos Escobar getting a win is a, a really, really good thing. The trouble in paradise in this match was fantastic. Santos Escobar rules like that. Phantom driver was so great. He's such a, a clean execution on everything he does in there. What did you think of this match? Yeah, I love Santos Escobar, man. I, I, I need him. I need them. I need them to blow him up. I mean, like we. I've been saying this week after week. We need uh, some type of like Hispanic representation, other than Ray, right? The like the same old bag of tricks that WWE drags into. So let's start creating some new some new Latin stars. And I'll tell you what, you put him in the ring with someone like Kofi. Kofi's gonna make him a star because Kofi's excellent in the ring. And you you put him in. Put him in next week with uh, Xavier because Xavier's also going to make him look like a star. You know what I'm saying? Like, just continue feeding him these people that are able to, like, um, make these uh, these new up-and-comers uh, really special. You know? Like, well, they used to do it all the time back in the day. At some point, something shifted where it's the, that, that type of thinking stopped. You know? It feels like they viewed lucha wrestling as really fun and nothing else here's the thing lucha wrestling is really fun it's also great wrestling and great storytelling but it was like they were like oh wow look acrobatic that must mean ladder match spots and nothing else like it it really kind of got one note they signed dragon lee as you can read about on fightful we didn't scoop that they just Mm -hmm. kind of announced that in triple a after they gave dragon lee half of the tag championship so that's a weird one uh but Hopefully we do see some more depth. I've said for a while that like, I think Santos Escobar, because everybody compares a lot of, if you're cool and Hispanic in a heel, I feel like everyone's like, just like Eddie Guerrero. I feel yeah. like, 
that's, feel like that's the go-to for them every single time. Every single time. I feel like Sanchez Escobar has is kind of one of the closer comparisons for sure. For sure. And it's not because he has like a great three amigos or a frog split. Like he um has that same effortless, cool, heelish, whateverness. Um, I, I feel like I'm not Hispanic. I can't really say like <laughs> as far as the representation. This whole time I thought you were. I know it's so I mean look at me look um, at you wow I can't say for the representation piece of it I can't say for the that guy's really cool and special piece of it I, I feel like he's kind of close to to Eddie in that regard but um nice to see him on television I hope they start building yes. Legato there's a there's something really great there and I love Zelina's work too in the managerial role especially I think she's great so we will see but we move on to a couple of fun quick backstages but before that we also have another couple birthday messages for Caden keep sending us money to wish Caden a happy birthday <laughs> I really like that if we can make money off of Caden's birthday looks good for me and for Caden so Jam Beard saying happy birthday Caden enjoy it while it lasts because when you turn 30 your body starts to crack like a glow stick without the glowing part I just started my DDP yoga again and I was telling someone that um when I first started DDP yoga it was because it's an incredible program that helps with tone and flexibility. I've never had like any flexibility at all. And this time around, I just want my body to stop creaking every time I turn my head. That's like, that's the goal. DDP is great for all of it. I'm not an affiliate. I'm just saying, but yeah. The, Gets the paid by DDP is, to say DDP. That's right. Bang. After DDP on a Friday night. Bang. We got me nervous. Also saying happy birthday, Kate and Kate. Sub partner. Oh, we get to talk about Eddie in a little bit. Hi, other Alex. I'm nervous about Vince resurfacing. I'm oozy about this whiskey. Cheers. Well, cheers to you, Meet Normus. I'm more excited for you that you get to have whiskey versus Vince coming back. I think we're all Ooh. nervous. I think we're all nervous about what it means for the people that work there. You can read about that on Fightful Select. And I think we're nervous about what it means for the creative product direction um, hopefully he just sells it and gets the hell out of there, but I am pessimistic. We do move along to a Liv Morgan segment in an LA night interview back to back before our next match. Liv Morgan saying that she is entering the Royal Rumble and she's willing to go the distance if she has to offering up that number one spot, which I think would be an interesting call for Liv. I feel like, um, she's grown a lot in her title reigns. The one spot is a big responsibility to carry if you're not getting thrown out early. I don't think she should get thrown out early. So it has to be careful with agenting it because, man, before her solo run and her title run, she was kind of just like doing like two minutes of work in, in the Riot Squad. Like she was not getting huge opportunities and then they started to grow. But the one spot in Rumble is, is a heck of a haul. I'm interested to see what they choose to do with that, especially with this new found never say die completely reckless style that she's kind of leaned into so that should be interesting and then we get this quick little Ellie Knight interview that <laughs> I loved I say week over week and I still think it LA Knight is the most tailor-made for WWE main roster worker there is he says that he was walking in Memphis and kind of says that that part of it sucked because Memphis is bad uh, and that Bray needs to keep his freaks in a line, <laughs> which shocked oh me tremendously. Um, I like him walking this line between uh, being 
confident and cocky and not letting it show that he's creeped out about what's going on. But like, we get these little hints of like, kind of creeped out about what's going on here <laughs> like when yeah. these things are happening. But LA Knight's a whole bunch of fun. I'm glad that we didn't get like another Bray Wyatt entrance and promo. Like some breathing room is good. Anything to say about uh, this live and LA night, these, these interviews? No, no, just they're kind of basic. I, I, I like that they're giving LA night all this time in front of the mic. You know, um, I don't, I still feel a little lost with this, the storyline between him and Bray and uncle and Titi and all them cousins <laughs> that are going to be coming out of the woodwork soon. But yeah, this show is sponsored by better help. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. But the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's betterhelp.com slash Fightful. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please play responsibly. For help, visit MDGamblingHelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Yeah, it's a little bit of a weird one. It's a little bit of a weird one, but I always go back to as long as it feels like they have a plan, I'm happy about it. I think the Bray Wyatt situation is a rough one if Vince mm-hmm. re-enters. That, that scares me for his trajectory, and he might not want to be there if Vince is there. So that could get a little messy, but we do move along. To Karrion Cross and Scarlet defeating Mad Cop, Cap Moss, and Emma here. This was kind of a glorified squash match, but it's awesome to see Scarlet in action. She was 
such a big part of the act of carrying cross that a lot of people didn't even know she had ring in ring ability. This was a three minute match. We didn't see a ton of it, but she certainly held her own. We got a cross hammer into the cross jacket for the win. Um, not a ton to write home about here. I, I guess when they had these, a lot of workers returned, I assumed it was going to be like, holy crap, these people returned and they were going to get pushes. But I think some people are there more, I guess, for this like eating losses mid-card role. And I guess Emma's one of them. I kind of was hoping that they would give her a little bit more love because I thought she did some really good work and impact from what I saw. I know Paul Heyman was really high on Madcap Moss, Riddick Moss. Um, but they, they've just been kind of eating a lot of losses here. I know that Karrion and Scarlett are, are a big push, right? So that nothing too surprising here. Any thoughts on the match itself? No, it was nice to see uh, Karrion on TV wrestling with Wifey. Like, with I, knew they would, I knew they would do elsewhere. <clears throat> but, you know... Um, but it's just like, what happened? What the f- happened with these two? They had they... this big grand thing and God, it's just, it I knew, I knew so much that was going on in the back end. And I was just like, I was excited for it. I was like, okay, I'm hearing these rumblings and things that were happening with someone else. And then they went to WWE and I was like, okay, cool. Maybe they're going to do something cool there too. And it's just been as bland as vanilla. Yeah, I think they just, they didn't hit it out of the gate like they thought they were going to. And I think because of that, they kind of had to peel back and now they're just refiguring it out. I actually like, it feels like they lost steam, but I like what they're doing now more because it's way more cohesive. So I feel like they kind of turned a corner with it, even though they took their foot off the gas. But booking's been all over the place anyway. So I'm hoping maybe with Royal Rumble, they kind of kick it back up. but. Playmake has a good question here. Uh, Odd Royal Rumble question. You can't get DQ'd. Why not bring a <laughs> weapon, say a cattle prod, and win the Rumble? Perfect heel move, if you ask me. I think for the same reason that you can't just, like, bring a gun to an Iron Man match. Like, I... <laughs> wow. I think there's just, like... Um, you just kind of have to... That's just one of those weird things in wrestling that we have to accept, even though there's not a full rule in it. Is it is it full on no DQ? It is, right? Yeah, and it's yeah. also pro wrestling. There is no making sense. So you can make sense in pro wrestling. So <laughs> no, but you're they, unfortunately they there. Should, we're using logic. They should follow their own rules, though. That is a, that is a good question. I think I um, I've seen I've seen in the past where people show up with weapons. Um, whether they were battle royals or whatever, I don't. Maybe in the Royal Rumble, I've seen someone show in what a chair. But you're right. I mean, you also got to contend with a bunch of other people. They might jump you, and you'll lose your weapon. So, you know. But they should do that spot then. You they know should. What I mean? Yeah. Like, why it, not? It, it's a good question, and it makes sense. But that is I think, one of those. I think it'll happen this year when Eddie Kingston shows up as number twenty-seven. Oh With a gas, you, with a gas you, can you and a flaming back? table. Okay, now that part would rule, but I don't want... Did you... I don't know if anyone saw this interview. I'm sure some people did. But he talked about he had a WWE tryout, and I think they were more interested in bringing him on as a trainer, but... Yeah, as a trainer, yeah. They were like, 
cut a promo, Eddie, or whatever. And he was like, where I come from, they believe in Tupac more than Santa Claus. And they <laughs> thought that was like the edgiest thing they ever heard. And he was like, oh, yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not meant to work here. If that was like edgy to you. Why? <laughs> it's like, so he is funny. saying that Santa Claus doesn't real. I have a PG product, I guess. <laughs> like, that is. God. Uh, that is Jim Beard saying that uh, people have brought weapons into Rumbles before. I think during the Rumble with Drew Carey, I think Drew brought is. a trash can full of stuff. Yeah, that's a, a good shout. I try not to really like remember that Drew Carey was in the Royal Rumble too much. No offense to him. I just think. Yeah, Rumble's the guys from Jackass. We move along. <laughs> <laughs> we have so much wrestling to get through and it sickens me. <laughs> but we move along to Something that I've, I gotta have mixed feelings about. By the way, after the Scarlet Cross and Emma Madcap uh, match, we we get kind of a semblance of they're coming back for Rey Mysterio, which I like that with the tarot cards and like they're kind of continuing mm. a, a full through line. But um, we have the Charlotte Flair promo uh, with Sonia Deville. Uh, and this was a good use of Sonia Deville. I want a better use for Sonia Deville. But tonight, what we saw was a pretty good call. Um, Charlotte kind of gives the John Cena promo. She says, I'm back. I'm excited to be back. I appreciate you. Some of you cheer me. Some of you boo me. Some of you woo me. Uh, and Sonia basically says, oh, congratulations on your title when you beat up a half-dead Ronda Rousey. That's not mm-hmm. really something to be proud of. Uh, why don't you defend your title right here, right now? And Charlotte does. Um, she wins with the figure eight in a decent enough match. I think Sonya is a good worker for this spot. I also feel like Sonya Deville should have something more productive to do on the show. Um, I did. I think she's great. I think she's been so good with whatever they've given her. And I, her taking over Toxic Attraction where Mandy Rose left off, I think would be a really, really, really good call. Mm. But she just deserves to be in a storyline. I, I, I think she's great. Um, before they made it seem like she was racist, she was knocking the stuff with Naomi out of the park. Uh, her feud with Mandy when she was trying to maim her face was awesome. Uh, one of the few really, really great things during the pandemic that I feel like they pulled off. I, I really like her. There was a lot of whooped at trick references. <laughs> I feel very weird saying that as the whitest girl ever. Uh, but, <laughs> um, but this was a good use of television time. It was a good use of Sonya for Charlotte out of the gate. I just feel like going into the more important season of wrestling for WWE, hopefully they use Sonya Deville a little bit better. What did you think of this? Yeah, I, I would like you. I didn't really like it. Didn't. I don't know. It it was just I thought that it was just kind of like a way to um bring Charlotte back and you know back into the Friday night rotation. That Which was I think it's fine. Yeah, yeah, like I, yeah, I don't think it yeah. needed to be. No, it didn't. I I think I would have been okay if it was just a promo of her kind of like talking and setting up her next feud with someone, you know? Yeah. But, uh, a match is fine too. Yeah, I think it's good to have a fighting champion and Charlotte has such a high work rate and oh, yeah. Ronda didn't look so great in her reign. It's nice to have like, hi, I'm the champion. I can work, be kind of like a nice statement out of the gate. I, th- I think that is a really, really good call. Um, so I will take it and we will also take your super chats, your humper chats, 
your Twitch bits if you want to show us your biddies on twitch.tv slash Gaming. We'll take your Fightful Select money too, darn it, while we're at it. Yeah. Things were tame there for a little bit. And then Mandy Rose got all sexy. And now Vince McMahon is back. And Wrestle Kingdom's bringing people from New Japan back to WWE, maybe, if their deals are up. Subscribe to Fightful Select and read all about all the And, my gosh, I didn't even say Mercedes Vernado is showing up, right? So get on that Fightful Select stuff. Wrestling is getting <laughs> hot again. Matthew Plus, like a co-worker just learned about you. I have regrets. Wow. Have that co-worker hit me up. I have so much to tell them about you, Matthew Plus. I have screenshots of things you said on the show and the way that you treat the SGS, which now you're going to have to explain to that co-worker what weird cult you're a part of. So welcome to that. The way you treat lovely gals who are just out here trying to make an honest living. Have her hit me up, whoever it is, or him. I don't know. I don't know what you're up to at work, Matthew. Wow. But also, if you're doing work at one in the morning on a Saturday, God bless you. So we'll move along. We're working. We are working. We're working hard, damn it. Um, Mm -hmm. We get another Lacey vignette. Yeehaw. Uh, This one isn't so bad. And in my opinion, it didn't feel as... uh, overkill it just was like it was kind of like they were using her military experience as a framework around pro wrestling which didn't feel so bad to me i just am kind of over it and unless she's gotten like a lot better in the ring in the past few months this just feels like another reboot where she's not going to be doing a ton in the ring and then we're going to get a woman's right and la di da um i know you've been a huge fan of all of this with lacey evans what are your thoughts on this uh, I know we had a rumble qualifying match with Ricochet. <laughs> we sure did have a Royal Rumble qualifying match with Ricochet and Top Dollar. After your extensive thoughts and analysis, we will move on to that. We got three shows to get to tonight. I'm not. I'm not mad that you want to move on quick. Uh, Ricochet defeats Top Dollar here. They talk about his botch. Kudos yeah. to Top Dollar for um, owning it. He was like, "Yeah, mm. I screwed up." Uh, it was funny. la di da But I do like what they did here. I think they knew Hit Row wasn't looking all that strong, and they had a really, really strong beatdown segment after. It actually looked and felt kind of malicious. Ricochet wins with a standing slice red and a shooting star press to finish him off here. Um, and then, of course, not my favorite thing in the world, but Braun comes down to save him. I have less of a problem with it because Ricochet went out to save Braun last week. So it's even. That's not always the big guy coming in to save the little dude. But that's a good thing. Um, I don't have an interest in like a hit row Ricochet Braun Strowman tag program, however. But this was fine. I'm glad Ricochet won. Ricochet should be in the Royal Rumble. He should be Final Four, I think, would be a really fun spot for him if there's not like a huge overarching bloodline story that needs it or at least kind of in like the the longer lasting ones. He has the stamina for it and he's so exciting in the ring. Any thoughts on this match and the angle that came out of it here? Uh No, I mean, I kind of knew Rick obviously Ricochet was going to go in. I had no idea that, you know, that we're going to have Hit Row turn, but Hit Row's been such a miss since they've yeah. been back on the roster that even this little heel turn is it's okay, but when you have Braun Strowman come out doing the raw thing again, uh, I just, I'm, you know, I just, 
okay, cool. What is this leading to? Two big dudes fighting each other, and then that's it. You know, like I'll wait it out. Oh boy, here we go. So Alex Pulaski say say it. Who is ready for Babyface Charlotte versus Lacey Evans oh, at WrestleMania God. 39? He will quit Sour Graps if Saudi Arabia buys WWE. I will quit Sour Graps if we get that match. Jeez. I will not. This actually isn't a bad idea. Uh, not sure if he's still alive. He is. Team Evans up with Sergeant Slaughter as her manager. I think this would be good thoughts. I'll be I honest. Think- yeah, that ahead, would, would have been good three iterations ago. I, I think it's tough now. Um, Sergeant Slaughter would have been a, a great pull then. Maybe it would work now. I think it's just hard to keep shoving. They've rebooted her three times with the same idea is the problem, right? Like, that's it to me, I guess. Yeah, and I think also if she was in AEW, they would have done that. Because AEW does an insane job of bringing in veterans to uh kind of like lead uh talent you know you've seen it with darby and his dad sting you've seen it with <laughs> he's seen it with um lance hoyt is that his is that am i saying that right that's right lance archer yep. yeah lance okay. archer yeah, and and his dad um jake the snake so like you've seen all these things i call them all their dads you know um nyla rose and and Vicky, uh, yep. and Vicky, so you see these great pairings happening in in AEW. It would have been great to see him like kind of bring her into the fold. She should never say a word and let him do everything. See, I don't even Maggot. think it's like that. She's that bad on the mic or anything. It it would have been clarity. It would have been clarity. That's for sure. She had Ric Flair on her for a minute. Lacey Evans should be banished. I read that because you paid money for me to say it. I will not comment on it. Jam Beer giving his thoughts though. Matt, no. Legend Stokely, Legend Smart Mark. So many great managers over there in AEW. But we'll move right along uh, to we got a nice Gunther vignette. I love the rise of Gunther, man. Like, think walter was a little bit cooler but mostly because he was fighting people like butch pete dunn and Ilya dragunov so that was just really cool work rate stuff they're making it work on the main roster with gunther i think you're gonna see some really cool infighting with imperium i don't know if that is this wrestlemania season or maybe further down the line but when there's three people there that that makes it super interesting i remember Alex Pulaski on Sour Gramps building out this really incredible idea. And he was just saying, like, three people is so much better than two. Like, you had Ludwig Kaiser and Gunther, and it's kind of like, okay, if he chops Ludwig Kaiser to death, no one else is going to care. If you have someone who's like, what's going on? Things get a little more interesting, right? So, great vignette. Great to see the mid-card mattering. Great to see Gunther feeling like the threat that he's capable of being. Uh, Any thoughts on the vignette? No, no, just um, I I want to see I want to see more action out of them. I don't know why. I just I really like the way they just their presentation, the way they come out to the ring and beat people up. Um, I like to see him see them move them further up the car too. You know, I don't know what they're doing with these damn freaking championship belts in, in the next couple months here, but um, but Gunther like has to... some really good defenses, right? Yes, like Sheamus yes. was match of the year potentially. 
the ricochet match that we just saw was really really good that's what like, i'm saying i would yeah. love to see him more in the ring like what's, i, I yeah, want to see him out there then? beating the crap out of people like he's just he's nasty i love the whole like attitude i i know that it's a little edgy because you know you kind of look at them and honestly i'm saying in this because i've heard i've seen people as kind of like you know they're they're german dudes we know history we know German what's... U-boat captains. Yes. Yeah. They tried okay, to name so... him after one. Yeah. 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 Uh, Henry the Casey. That's what the T stands for. Uh, other Alex decided. So we. I love it. Uh, worst case, <laughs> worst scenario for Lacey. Oh, USA God. pushed with Cody. They won't do that. I don't think. Um, not because they're not silly enough to do that, but because I think, I think their Cody's return was the best moment that they had last year. Maybe right up there with Seamus might be right up there with it. Actually, I, I can't even say that. Match-wise, that might have been match of the year. Cody's return moment at Mania was probably the most productive thing that they, they did as a company. So I don't think they tinker with it. Um, I didn't catch this, but a couple people pointed this out. Did Alex just say that Lacey had Ric Flair on her? I threw it out there. I was trying to be cheeky, but you know. Look, Ric Flair is an old dude. Okay. He's not in older. a bad way. I was like, hey, you know, didn't they have I'm... like the affair and she was pregnant with his baby at one point? Yeah, they've done some weird stuff with Ric Flair. They had so him weird. kiss Becky Lynch, I remember. But like Ric Flair at his age, he needed a little help getting through a match. I can't even imagine what kind of help he would need in bed. But I do know that there's help out there, Alex. I do know there are resources available and I just sometimes it's like one in the morning Eastern. I just wish that Sean Ross Sapp was here to tell us more about VPN.com like, slash Fightful makes my browsing experience better, way better than yours. If you don't use it, why? Because I can block online trackers. The nights are getting longer, but that breeze isn't the only thing that's getting stiff. That's right. This episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. We all know that confidence can take you far in life. That's especially true in the bedroom, especially when it's time to step up to the plate. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable tablets at a fraction of the cost. Take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever an opportunity arises. The process is simple. You sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers. Once you're approved, you'll receive the prescription in days. No doctor's office, no awkward conversations, no waiting in line at the pharmacy. The packages arrive discreetly, but your package will not be discreet at all. We got a special deal for you. Get Blue Chew free. When you use our promo code FIGHTFUL at checkout, just pay $5 shipping. That hush money for the mailman. I mean, and honestly, he's not going to know what he's bringing you. But word's going to get around town, I'm sure. BlueChew.com, promo code FIGHTFUL. Get your first shipment free. What do you have to lose? Here's all the ways that I'm fired. Do you want to hear all the ways I would fire myself, Freddy? Not really, but like sort of. Not only did I pull up NordVPN instead of Bluetooth, but I pulled up an ad read that said that the nights were getting longer and now we're on the other side of the solstice, so that was wrong. And I pulled up an ad where Sean just casually mentions hush money. <laughs> wow. 
There's like eight variations. Not labeled according to that specifically, but man, like what a whoo man. And what's funny is I have to play a Nordad later, and now it's just gonna feel. It's going to feel like so much more pressure around it, man. I don't know. It's been a long night. It's one oh five in the morning. We're through, not even through one of the shows yet, but oh Jam Beard saying, I wouldn't be surprised if WWE had Cody Express beating Gunther for the IC title because America wins. I think wow. you want him to come back in a more prominent spot than that, but I also don't even... I don't hate that angle because of every all the work his dad did, right? Like, there's a way, there's a huge story there with the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes, and the IC title, and the fact that Cody's dad made that title. And if you want to do an America versus Europe thing, right? Like, I think you can do that in a tasteful way with the two of them because of where Cody's legacy started well before him, right? So, um, but I don't think that's where he comes back. I don't think that's where he comes back. I think he's got to be in that that world title picture. But good stuff with Gunther. Love seeing him. We've got a promo with Drew and Sheamus earlier in the night. Um, that I'm I'm just loving. <laughs> We're showing clavicle on this show. Sheamus is out there calling themselves the Bang Bros. Just phenomenal, <laughs> phenomenal stuff. Uh, we also find out that the Viking Raiders. Thank you, Luis, for always doing a great job. Viking Raiders attack the Bang Bros uh, on a digital exclusive after this match. But this match, I thought, was really, really good. I liked the promo that we got earlier. They're kind of alluding to um, their history as enemies, talking about the fact that they, they didn't know they were going to make it here. They didn't know they were going to be able to repair their friendship and ever tag again because of all the tension that they've had. And then they kind of start chanting banger after banger at Jerry Lawler's bar. This is all take, taking place. They both legitimately live in Tennessee, I think in the Nashville area, which is kind of fun here. Um, but I have really, really liked this match. We get some fun stuff happening at the end, man. Sheamus survives the 1D, and I don't like roll-up finishes, but this one was not the worst. There's a dive that takes out the Usos, and Jay kind of, or Sheamus, I think, throws Jay back in the ring only for Jay to roll him up and Jimmy kind of assists him in the process. So what I liked about that roll up was um, it looked like they were capitalizing on an opportunity to try and win the match. Like that kind of roll up, I have a little bit more forgiveness because it looks opportunistic instead of lazy. But this match was a, a whole lot of fun. Like Sheamus and Drew are big guys. They shouldn't be able to do like flip dives off the apron and stuff followed up by a big boot by Drew, right? The physicality here was an absolute blast. Uh, I thought this was a really good way to have the Usos, first of all, win, because they they just have the Usos lose so much on TV for some reason. And it kind of justified the other Bloodline story that we had going on. And this doesn't really hurt Seamus and Drew anyway. I, th I thought this was a hell of a fun way to go home. What did you think of the way we closed out SmackDown tonight? Yeah, I think, you know, it's <clears throat> pairing these two together um, with the history that they've had um it's kind of fun and just you know they're they want to beat the hell out of everyone I, I that's always fun they're two big dudes that um could put on a great show they're super athletic I have, I've said this about both of them even though I don't like a lot of the uh promos um that Drew does 
but you know, it, it is what it is, and and see where it goes down the line. And that whole that whole Viking Raider thing afterwards, I think that's cool too that they're utilizing, you know, doing little things outside of the television spectrum to kind of like add to storylines and 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 whatever because yes. that's another team that's been lost, the Viking Raiders. So yeah, um, they kind of came back with a big deal, and then they and Legato lost to Hit Row, yeah. which was a little bit weird. I agree. I like adding layers on social media. I don't like advancing stories without it because you're assuming your audience is going to see it. But kind of like flavoring things like that, I think, is a really good use of time. I thought it was a fun way to go home. Uh, I'm still in the camp. I loved the eating popcorn backstage was hilarious. Everything Sammy does is so great. Like for a while there, it was a let's try and break the bloodline in a segment of laughter challenge like whatever he was on the bump or whatever talking about like we all go to waffle house and stuff like i love it i love that stuff so much but this was a whole bunch of fun this was a whole bunch of fun and Seamus kicking out of the one day made them they looked strong in defeat so yes so i appreciated that and heck i appreciate y'all for watching thank you so much i know it's late yeah. east coast time we still have like hundreds of people watching matches on left the, too. The Twitter. We got hundreds of matches to review as well. <laughs> um, but we've got good stuff to talk about with AEW. Not a ton of movement as far as like storyline stuff goes or anything of major significance, but some really, really fun in-ring on both Rampage and Battle of the Belts, I thought. What were your overall thoughts of both hours that AEW put on tonight? Strong. Crowd was crazy. If you have a strong crowd, the show seems spectacular. Um, we never see title changes, so it's just you knew what we were going into. But extremely entertaining. The match was really well. I wish Jade would do what that transition she did to um, Sky Blue. She would mm -hmm. do it to me because that was pretty awesome. <laughs> you and all the other guys in the game. Ooh, man. <laughs> But yeah, it was it was pretty awesome. Yeah, uh, both the both shows were good. So Friday nights is me and Alex, and sometimes when Alex is out, other people. Sean will come back on major things like John Cena. So, but tonight, um, Sean's not here because, you know, it's he just wanted a weekend off, and it's going to be a very quiet news weekend. It looks like uh, I don't think anything of uh, any like major consequences going on in wrestling right now. I, I don't think Sasha Banks showing up somewhere else is a big deal or the Vince news is pretty insignificant, but Matthew plus saying that's why the show seems unspectacular. Our show that Alex and I do is spectacular. So I'm Always. assuming, I'm assuming that you are in reference to the AW shows because I'm spectacular. Alex is spectacular. She's super spectacular guys. We're, we're double spectacular. I love your sweater, by the way. I wish I this could sneak into it and take it. A straight up Snuggie that was oh sent to me God. by a friend. When we started at 1215, I was like, I'm going to be cozy for this shit. So yeah, might as well. <laughs> I got my blankie right here. I love this. Did you read the CM Punk news? Of course I did. I'm all over the CM Punk news. I love that guy. I miss him. Um, we have some humper chats to get us started into this conversation. I think we already read this one about the crowd but you commented on it the crowd was absolutely fire tonight and has been of late um broadway joe saying think la show can beat raw in the ratings next week or come close aw has a lot of good momentum they do 
Um, sometimes that good momentum is with the hardcore fans and not people that tune in sporadically. So I don't know. I don't know. Um, I think it's a very interesting side of the business. I don't particularly care. <laughs> I care if there's awesome wrestling on my TV. I, I am fascinated by it. Um, but when they're putting on shows like they did on Wednesday, I don't, I don't Well, care. this is people are so enamored and like into freaking the analytics of, you know, of like, oh, my God, how many viewers watched this week? You do understand this is not 1997 anymore. The yeah. spectrum of the way we watch television has changed. I am either watching TV on my phone or um, watching it 10 days later because it's recorded or somewhere, you know, on an app like, you know, like WWE puts it on Hulu 24 hours later, you know, like. It's also just funny because people use the million mark as like life or death where it's oh, like they God, could draw yeah. nine hundred ninety nine thousand and they'd be like, it's a massive failure that yeah. week. So. Yeah. Don't outmark yourself. The question itself, though, was not like aggressively marky or annoying. It is an interesting question because they're making a huge push toward it. A lot of people think Mercedes Renato is showing up. That would definitely draw some viewers. Some people are thinking it smells like CM Punk might be returning. I don't oh think they're. I think you have him come back at Revolution if he can. But man, FTR is losing belts left and right. There's a perfect trio's place for him to walk back in. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. I can't even like get my hopes up in that way because I just think Tony Khan would be printing money. That's all I got to say. The a heel punk coming back with FTR as a trio for six months worth of matches with the elite. (laughs) Best out of 100. If that was happening the same time that like Sami Zayn was getting beat down and him and Kevin Owens were becoming best friends again. I would not be able you're going to see a very interesting version of Kate on Friday nights because I'll just be losing my mind. But I'm so here for that. Oh, God, it would be so much fun. But I always say this big of a CM Punk mark as I am. Everybody deserves to feel safe and happy at work. So that needs to happen first and foremost. Speaking of first and foremost, who boy, did we kick off Rampage with a banger? These live Rampage tapings always have a little extra kick in the butt to them. And the Blackpool Combat Club versus Top Flight was one of those. We saw Top Flight win that super fun trios uh, rumble, the um, $100,000 or $300,000 We Three Kings uh, Pan Am Celebrity Fun Run for the Cure, if you're an Office fan is what I was calling it. Super, super, super long name, but... Uh, that's part of how we got to this, which I thought was really fun. Ultimately, we see Brian Davison stomping on the face of Darius and submitting him to sleep. And this match was a blast. I don't have a ton of spots to call back on it because just go watch the whole match. I love it, love it, love it. Um, super fun collision of styles. Getting to see Brian Davison wrestle on a regular basis again because he's heading into this thing with MJF, which super, super fun. Um 
stipulation too. I love that they laid it out of like, hey, no, you have to win to earn a title shot. It's super great. Um, I I thought this was a great opener. A lot of fun stuff here. Uh, Darius and Dante are incredible, and Styles make mashups. This was a perfect example of that, Alex. Great back and forth. I mean, damn, they look like they were beating the crowd. And I'll tell you what, man, John Moxley and, and Danielson, they they going hard, man. Danielson's like whole style changed when he joined the BCCCCC. You know, like it was <laughs> he just became this insane the Blackpool Combat Club Community Center. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> he became this insane freaking um pit fighter he reminds me of like the it's i mean like so cool but yeah and he's always been an ass kicker but you're right like this this extra violent laying your stuff in um especially against a team as acrobatic as top flight is so much fun so much fun matthew plus says lol katie working herself i fully admit i'm working myself with the cm punk thing though but it's saying you could say it humped. It did hump. This was a super fun way to open up Rampage. I love it when they start with tags or trios matches too, just because that style of wrestling is a really fun way to open a show, in my opinion. But we move along to a rather interesting promo, in my opinion, by Hangman, <laughs> <laughs> who says that he has his clearance documents from his doctor uh, and that he is going to basically knock out Moxley and they're going to record it. So that his kind of like dorky Blackpool Combat Club can go back and watch it along with MMA footage while they're watching porn. Should have saved my Bluetooth read for that, I guess. But uh, an interesting direction I thought this was going to go with. I'm going to knock you out so you can't, your baby no. can't, you can't remember your own baby's name. And he was like, no, you're going to watch this while you're watching MMA and porn. Nothing and because- wrong with a little corn. Nothing wrong with corn. No, corn. Uh, I. This is a perfect Bluetooth segue. I already played it. I screwed it up playing NordVPN. <laughs> so here's what we're going to do. This isn't the perfect segue to NordVPN. But I owe them. I owe them a make good. I owe NordVPN a special spot on the show that is all their own. And I'm going to give them that right here. And you know what? If you are watching your MMA and your porn, you might not want people seeing it and you might not want to be paying full price for the MMA side of it. So it is actually very, very relevant. And we're going to learn all about NordVPN and I'm going to play the right ad this time right now. You don't want to get hit with a powerbomb symphony, do you? Not from your internet service, not from your browsing experience. Nordlow is here to help. That's nordvpn.com slash Fightful. It's going to squash the competition with the fastest VPN in the world. Change your virtual location with just one click. No matter where you are, you get access to whatever content that you want. Thanks to NordVPN.com slash Fightful. 30-day money-back guarantee. Four additional months free. Block annoying pop-up ads. Block malware. Block online trackers. Three great tiers, whether you want to pass a VPN, a locker, or all three. Browse safely and securely. All this with one app. You can control up to six devices with one subscription. How can you pass on this deal? You're going to end up saving money because of this, especially if you buy those UFC pay-per-views. Let me tell you, NordVPN.com slash Fightful helps you there, too. Check it out. 
Get your Nord cover Get your, your corn. <laughs> there it is. Get your Nord cover off that corn, that cornography. <laughs> That's what it is. And hey, darn it, when you're saving all that money with NordVPN, Go spend it at Fightful Select. Not only will you get all the breaking news that we already told you about, Mandy Rose stuff, Mercedes Renato stuff, Vince McMahon stuff. You're also going to get bonus episodes. You're going to get Sean Ross Sapp Q&As, which when the wrestling news cycle picks up this much, there's stuff that's going to fall through the cracks you want to hear about. Head over to those Q&As. You're going to get plenty of bonus shows, including myself and Alex Pulaski on pay-per-view post shows. We've got a little bit until those kick back in. We kind of got a lot of January off, which I'm excited about. Uh, so plenty of reasons to subscribe over at Fightful Select. Orion Ben saying, Renee Hangman said, what about my kid? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> this was fun though. In general, I've been liking these Hangman promos in this feud a lot. Like, I feel like he's been finding, um, really like human aspects to tap into kind of ever since that uh i'm tired the meds aren't working but i'm still here promo i feel like something something extra has clicked in with him for me as a fan i've I've really liked it we move along to brit and jamie the killer and the pillar versus the renegade twins the renegade twins have made some appearances before they've been on dark they're a big part of thunder rose's promotion uh, great to see them in action here. This was a really, really fun match considering it was two like jabbers or whatever you want to call them. Um, but <laughs> we get kind of this cool knee breaker, low lariat into the stomp combination for the win, which they've presented a lot. I think soon enough we start building to Jamie Hader probably versus Britt Baker at Revolution. I'm hoping that comes along in a little bit, but these tag matches are a great way to get both of them on screen. Brit's not near the championship, but is near the championship, right? Kind of aligned with it. And it's a good way to cycle talent, right? Every time you get two women on the screen, you're getting four women on the screen. Um, so, and I thought the, the match was really strong considering it was kind of a throwaway. Brit's looked really, really good in the ring and her and Jamie Hayter, I feel like work really, really well together. And Jamie's just a, a brawler man. She's kicking some butt out there on this title run. It's a bunch of fun to watch. And a little bit of an offset from Britt. Like, Britt's good, and she she lays in, but Jamie lays in. <laughs> what yeah. did you think of this match? Jamie's so over. Did yeah. you, this oh, is yeah. And, My and, God, and you're, the crowd You're talking about, too. like, Britt came out like, yay. Jamie came out. I was like, we're going ape shit for her. And, you know, it was insane. It was such a good – I mean, the, I continue to say this, the crowd was so hot. But, yeah, it was uh, Jamie Hayter – her brawling style works so well for her and she heard that championship fits so well on her and she looks like a champion she acts like a champion she talks like a champion right now i love everything that she's doing and i'm so happy that they have the belt on her uh i agree i agree wholeheartedly and to your point yeah that music hits and the fans go crazy for her I've had the criticism, and I think a lot of people have with Tony Khan, that he doesn't really pull the trigger when someone's hot, like he's kind of maybe overly married to his long-term booking. He didn't do that with Jamie Hayter. He put her over Tony Storm, who ended up being injured anyway, so ended up uh, being an okay decision there for sure. But I I think it's paying off dividends. I think we're seeing Jamie Hayter get made even more in front of our eyes week over week. Uh, but we do have an interesting super chat here from Sean Garner, who says, my guess is that Mercedes won't be Soraya's partner 
on Wednesday, do you guys think she shows up? I sure do. I sure think she does taking out Tony Storm before this match. And I think Soraya does call on Mercedes Vernado. If not that, maybe Sheeta shows up with Mercedes. I've seen that as an angle too. And I really like that of she just pissed off that Soraya chose Tony Storm. And she says, now this is a tag triple threat. And guess who my partner is? Mercedes Vernado. Because Mercedes showed up as heel in, in New Japan. I don't know if you can keep her heel. And I think the long-term game plan is she dethrones Jade. If you haven't noticed, like those title yeah. defenses are suddenly picking up to 50 and oh, and I think the, that bitch show becomes the, that boss show mm-hmm. pretty quick here. Um, that, and I feel like that's perfect. I think that's a perfect idea. I'd rather it be Statlander, but she's injured. So what are you going to do? Uh, but what are your thoughts about is Mercedes showing up? How is she showing up? What do you think? Man, uh, it's so hard because if she is, they've they're not playing that card. They're not showing anything, right? They're not even letting you peek to see if he, if they if she's actually going to show up or not. I mean, they I say mean, the, the wrestlers say things all the time, but like I don't know, man, what if it's uh Trinity Fatu? What if, what if she's the new baddie? What is, what is why won't she come out and and now be like, you know, like or can it be her? I don't know. Like, I mean, Britt did you say get... I'm the boss and wink into the camera if it's I not know, her. I know, but that's too, too tongue-in-cheek. Like, I don't. I feel like that's exactly what they did with CM Punk. They had yeah. Darby Allen go out there and say, I even if you're the best that, in the yeah. world, right? And if you are subscribed to Fight Plus Select, you might have read about how there was a promo that was supposed to make it obvious, so... I don't know. I don't know if um, maybe this is all sore for her to just show up at Revolution. Uh, I don't know. But maybe, I think she's showing yeah. up. I think it's almost malpractice at this point if she doesn't. Man, <laughs> that crowd will lose its shit if if she shows up in AEW. And, and I told you this before when we first heard rumblings that she wasn't going back to WWE. I said if she shows up in AEW, I now give AEW one tick above uh, WWE in the sense of them building a stacked female roster and the storylines have now done a complete turn they're so good on the AEW side and it'll help out that roster and it'll help out what they're doing over there so I don't know man things are looking good man they're flipping and flopping now with McMahon going back now they're in turmoil and yeah. AEW is now freaking <laughs> it's, it's a pendulum steam. it's a pendulum and that's the good thing about competition but um, I don't think Britt goes out of her way to say that if she's not showing up at some point, because that's I just, believe you. <laughs> that that's just bad. But I don't think I'm she'll all, play with the fans. I also like. I think she'll play with the fans. I think that's the wrong way to do it. Uh, but I'm also just very excited for the idea of Sheeta versus Tony Storm. Anyway, so. Um, but I also think like there's the real life thing of Saray's injury coming from Sasha Banks, right? Or uh, Ooh, the re-injury yes. of it coming from Sasha Banks. So if they can do that. And Mercedes Renato said she's going on a world domination tour. Her first stardom match is also in California. Like, there oh, are a lot boy. of things that line up there. It's yes. going to be very interesting. Yes. So if, it, them up. if it's not, they should have announced it three weeks ago. That was really dumb. I do think it's possible that she shows up and doesn't wrestle for a few reasons. One, we heard reports that uh, there were denials from people that she was in the match. There weren't denials that she was showing up. 
And I think it's also very possible stardom slash New Japan was like, uh, no, the first time she wrestles is going to be under our name, <laughs> which right. I think is fair. So maybe she shows up, she sets up her match for Revolution, maybe wrestles for stardom and then goes there or whatever. So, uh, but we'll see. We will see. Interesting. But this match tonight was awesome. It was a hard hitter. Oh. That's for sure. I think we're seeing that in a lot of, a lot of, uh, a lot of Jamie Hater matches are going to be hard-hitting ones, and I'm here for it. So we got a fun through line here with House of Black and Eddie Kingston and Ortiz. We get later on Battle of the Belts, but I'm going to tie them together now. Uh, I loved this from Malachi Black, Buddy Matthews, Brody King, and Julia Hart, of course. But Malachi Black saying that he kind of misses crazy-ass violent crazy Eddie. <laughs> uh, I think we all do. I think we all do. Uh, very interesting turn here where Julia Hart says we're here to help. Uh, mm. I think they're kind of implying that they're going to expose that Ortiz was never really his friend. Maybe they're saying that they're going to beat him down so bad it's it's going to build him back up in a way or open his eyes in a way. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. I am a little bit venturing into Bray Wyatt territory of like, holy cow, we get these very highly produced vignettes. I just want to see you kick people's butts because Malachi is so good in the ring, but this is a little bit more grounded in that he was kind of speaking directly in plain English to Eddie Kingston here. What did you think of this vignette? Yeah. Um, I hope something really cool comes from it because they kind of started doing this with Miro and it went nowhere. So I hope that with, with Eddie, who is, who is crazy, by the way, <laughs> this this really goes somewhere fun because I have a feeling that you give the ball to Eddie in this storyline and he is going to slam dunk and you know I don't know what they'll do with Ortiz but yeah maybe maybe turn on him I don't know I think it could get really interesting. I feel like Ortiz could go either way with it. I think you're right and that it's a very interesting story because Eddie's the kind of guy that's going to call you out on your spooky BS. Yeah. But he's also the same kind of guy who's going to get missed in his face and sell it and be mad about it. So I I love that. I think that could be really great. And then later on Battle of the Belts, we see Eddie Kingston and Ortiz talking and they basically say, all right, we're going to test this loyalty, this partnership yeah. against uh, House of Black coming up so i i love that i think that'll be a really really fun match and you know me i love Eddie kingston promos i love his delivery mm. it all just feels super fun and authentic but we shall move along to perro peligroso perro peligroso see it's so good to have you back to say things <laughs> sounds so much prettier I kind of feel like that's a little bit weird of a name. Uh, I kind of like press 10 Vance. What happened? When did he he join the, the Latin faction? I just love what they're doing with this. It's I so love dumb. the story. I yes. love the story for sure. He defeats Sonico, I think is his name. He's an indie standout. Uh, I, I really liked the build of him, man. I loved him. When he kind of said about negative one, nobody should have to go through what that kid went through, but he's a spoiled brat now. I thought that was like <laughs> perfect heel work. I thought it was pitch perfect. This isn't a match. He wins in 40 seconds with the masked phantom. Like this was a super squash, but very excited to see this rolling down the hill. And 
was very excited to see this main event. Was kind of surprised when I saw who was announced for it in a good way. Uh, rerun chiming with a humper chat. Thank you so much for your support. Saying, great AEW shows with another awesome West Coast crowd. Bennett Darby was a really nice surprise. This was a nice surprise in the way the match was made. This was a nice surprise in how it was agented, in my opinion, as far as the way that the interference was executed. And it was a nice surprise because I thought it was going to be a good match and it blew my expectations out of the water. Uh, Darby wins with the coffin drop. But before that, we get Maria interfering to cover her husband as Darby's setting up for the first coffin drop. Darby doesn't really give a crap. Uh, he's going to lay one in on Maria, which is awesome. He tries to go to the top rope for it, but eats an enziguri from Matt Taven. Uh, there's a really nice spot in here where Bennett goes for, I don't, I'm not sure what he was setting up, but it gets countered into the pads for an avalanche code red, which is just the coolest move. Darby has such a fun move set, uh, winning with the coffin drop here, but in a match that was logically and well put together with interference and a match where the work rate was very high. I'm a big Mike Bennett fan for a lot of reasons. I think he seems like one of the just most authentic, genuine dudes in the world. I'm a fan of his in-ring smarts. This showcased his in-ring ability in a way that I think a lot of people might have not been familiar with, Alex. Yeah, Darby Darby is uh Darby's taking the 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 reins and showing you that you can put the company on his back, right? And you put him in there with someone like Mike Bennett who we know could work. We we've seen his stuff in the past we know what he can do in the ring and they th there was so there was some moves there that they were doing outside of the ring when he did the uh russian leg sweep off the the side of the ring onto the ground i was like holy crap i didn't think bennett had it in him to do something like that because you're you're landing without bracing yourself you two are just going backwards and just landing i know there's padding but dude come on now we know that shit still hurts yeah <laughs> um i always say and, scripted and not fake because of bumps uh, like this yeah yes yes so um also side note did did darby change the tnt title i does actually look, didn't the, notice does he look does it look like he went back to the more rounded title where the it's like the round with the tnt because i know have, they, they i wonder if it was they the title it. from his first run because they yeah. do that with this title they change it up every time so okay, maybe they cool. just it's, it's possible they just reverted to it but okay. i i did not actually notice right, i yeah. also loved that he didn't ride his skateboard down at the beginning of the match yeah, he, he played like he, was, he played the whole like i just had a match couple you know hours you against know, samoa they, joe yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he limped. He played the the card very well. Every time that he was being thrown out of the ring or he missed a spot, you can tell he was clutching something or, you know, like, damn, the the man does everything right. That's all. That's all I got to say for someone who's 175 pounds wet. Right. Someone who's been told he was never going to make it in this business. He is this business. And you can tell by the way, the crowd. I mean, whole, Wednesday and tonight. Jesus, that that riff din, 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 of his song comes on and the and the Titantron lights up, people go wild for him. Yeah, it's uh he has a really special connection with the crowd, and I'm glad they let it happen because he's also someone that I think could make a super compelling heel, and they've just let that burn until they decide to because he's still super over, so ride it out. I'm in the uh, camp yeah. that Orange Cassidy could make a great heel because I think an apathetic dickhead 
is a really, really fun potential heel character. Not right now. Does not need to happen today or tomorrow. Um, so I am in on it. <laughs> no offense, Kate, but your pronunciations have been pretty bad. <laughs> Never seen Sonico, Sonico. In, my, Sonico. in my life. I'm it's all right. It's Sonico. From that. He's Sonic. State New York. I she's not. She's not, not from the Bronx. Even pretending right. I know. I took Spanish in high school. And I was good at two years of it, and three and four, I was terrible at. So she has me now. She has me now. We. She doesn't need to be Hispanic. She inserted Hispanic into the into the show. I'm gonna bring this up on the Sasha, Sheeta, Tony thing. If Sheeta had attacked Tony to close Dynamite, with Shivani going off the air saying, "Oh look, Soraya needs a new partner for next week. Who should she pick for this big money match?" That's, I think, the WWE way to do it. Yeah. I think the AEW way to do it is we're either going to see the attack early on Wednesday yes. or there's just I don't think they're going to they're going to tell us that much. No, she is jealous and she and it's going to and it's going to come out. You can tell when she was sitting on the chair like she was like, oh, OK, I'm not good enough, bitch. We'll see what's going to happen now. And I think Soraya was almost cartoonish in the way that Super. she she was like. Tony Storm, I pick yeah. you. Like, and you're like, I don't oh my god, patty cake, oh patty cake. <laughs> yeah, cares. Like, and Renee's reaction was incredible. incredible. Yeah, she was like, "What the hell?" The pot, the pro wrestling podcast says, "Hey guys, here's two bucks because why not?" Well, thank you. Why not? Because you could have gone to the Dollar Tree and put two things with that, but you decided to you give could it have to bought us. a ham and, and some that's... mashed potatoes at the Dollar Tree and made dinner. There you go. There you go. We appreciate it. And I think, correct me if I'm wrong, the Pro Wrestling Podcast, or don't, because I'm going to just give you a free shout. I believe it was the Pro Wrestling Podcast that CM Punk commented on the post of when they had said, like, hey, man, just work it out with the elite. And he said, duh, Duh. which kind of kickstarted some fun stuff in the press. So congratulations on that sneaky, sneaky little comment in there. If that was you guys, I believe it was. And just in general, you're very supportive of so we appreciate it jam beard saying don't ask me why but i want darby versus oc in a champ versus champ match because i think their different styles will work greatly with each other i don't have to ask you why that's a great reason why i think that would be a really fun match i think darby's matches are getting better i think orange cassidy's matches have gotten better since he came back from injury about not being agented the same way um where they're not always fighting from underneath orange cassidy isn't just doing like kicks and then oh my god he turns on the gas like things have gotten a lot better put together in the way they go about things i think that match would be super fun i do feel like maybe miro comes back and eats darby for breakfast and takes his title yo that... <laughs> <laughs> my god what's interesting too is everybody's where's miro where's miro he could come back into this orange cassidy kip sabian feud and take that title he could come and eat darby for breakfast there's a lot of places Miro could come back if they wanted to. Would be interesting. Or I'm Ben saying Kate is right, though. Of course I am. We saw a bit of heel OC tonight. We're seeing little flavors of it. Um, I actually, I kind of always thought it. And then I heard Orange Cassidy on Colt Cabana's podcast. And he was kind of razzing him, but in character. And I was like, this would be. I always had a hunch because apathy is a great heel device. But when I heard him acting that way to Colt Cabana, I was like, oh, that could be so fun. That could be so fun. Um, so so worth checking out Orange Cassidy on Colt Cabana's podcast. Not the art of wrestling, but he was doing another one. I forget what it was called. 
Uh, Kylie chiming in. We love Kylie. And I think Kylie had said that she's having a bad day. Um, so Kylie, we hope you're having a better day or at least a better night hanging out with us than you had in the day saying I'm here. I'm queer. I'm feeling a lot better. Well, that makes me so happy. Great wrestling. will do that. It'll, it'll cure your blues and we appreciate you hanging out. Uh, the AEW shows were fun and I don't know if it's just me, but I feel Mike Bennett is so underrated. Also, yay. Alex is back. Yes. Uh, all great things. Very happy to have my co-host and Alex back. I missed you. That makes me cry. AEW was fantastic on both shows tonight. I think from an in-ring perspective, Mike Bennett underrated, um, underrated. Yes. In general. Cause I don't think he's ever had control over his presentation the way he in, in WWE, at least until the way he has had recently. Maria is such a great person to, to be paired with. Um, and he's, he's great in the ring. I think skill wise in the ring, he showed you a lot of what he's capable of tonight. I think he's always had the smarts, but it was really fun to see him in there with Darby. Jam Beard saying, to me, a good sign on Miro might be back soon. He is in the new Dynamite intro, and the intros have always stayed up to date with who is in it. That's a very good point. And on top of that, while the chatter was kind of going back and forth, I know there were some headlines about him. He did resign earlier this year. It, I, I don't want it to... Him rejecting a creative idea he didn't like, I don't think means he's so unhappy at AEW right. necessarily. It just meant he didn't want to come back in that storyline. So I think this is wrong. I think she said it's Soraya, not Soraya. So if I have that wrong, I'm sorry. But I'm pretty sure she corrected it the other way. Uh, Battle of the Belts. We get the Acclaim versus JJ Lethal. We also get... <laughs> oh, we'll talk about this tag match. It wasn't bad. The acclaimed are extremely over. Max Caster had a fun Vince McMahon line tonight um, in his rap, which was great and timely, which we knew was going to happen. I feel like I don't need to see Jeff Jarrett on my screen three times in one week. Um, I always called him JJ Lethal. I started that this week, JJ yeah. Lethal, because I don't really have a tag name. What am I gonna call them? The the My World Remix? I don't care. Yeah. Uh, they did lose, thankfully. Uh, we knew they were gonna lose. I don't like matches like this. This was already an overbooked mess. The whole point of this blow off was that the first one was overbooked. I I'm so sick of seeing this on my screen. I'm so sick of. JJ Lethal uh, being in this prominent of a role. Like, if they're veterans there to put other people over, cool, but this just does not feel like a good use of the title picture when you have teams like the former Bear Country, now Iron Savages, right? When you have Private Party, when you have, like, the deepest tag division in the world, and this is what you're doing, it's, it's just not for me as a story. And then on top of it, I don't really like matches. People who like it loved it. I can't say it was a bad match. I just, from a perspective of taste, don't like it. Um, so was it good? Fundamentally, it was a good wrestling match. Is it for me? Absolutely not. On no level is this match for me. But uh, Jeff Jarrett, to his credit, it, he does what he does really well. He yeah. does what he does really well. Uh, Lethal's a great in-ring worker. Bowens is phenomenal. 
caster is is really solid enough in the ring and fantastic on the mic and uh in ring storytelling and stuff so this match was perfectly fine we knew the 11 o'clock on a on a friday night the titles aren't changing hands um what did you think of this i i i actually i'm sorry but i actually enjoyed it you know what <laughs> I, we saw? I, i'm it was not for me. It was a good wrestling match. I'm glad there's people that liked it. The crowd was hot for it for some reason. We uh, obviously, a lot of people feel the same way about Jeff Jarrett, but damn, the man could still work his ass off and still get underneath people's freaking skin with the way he, he acts and says things. So, and the acclaimer just so damn over, man. Like, I have not seen a tag team held this over since God, I don't know when. The, the new age outlaws it's, maybe in my brain it oh this over and this over in this way like break out god this over organically like i think you could argue that ftr was or the young bucks are but not in the same vibe if that makes sense right no you're right because they don't like, have they have they have that like that attitude era-esque feel to them because they're doing like all the you know, scissor me daddy cheeky, yes, che- yeah, yeah cheeky stuff the scissor me like all that cool stuff but they can back it up with the wrestling and they can promo and they know how to work the crowd like god they're just they're firing on all cylinders very happy for them me too me too i've um i really enjoy max caster and i'm always I'm like anthony bowens is just so great to me so great. This would not get over in WWE, by the way. There's no way scissoring in 2023 would get over in WWE I, at all. I wonder if under Triple H it would. It definitely would not have under Vince. I don't think maybe Fox Triple H would, would come out it. and scissor them a couple times, which would make I mean, it more fun. DX, right? Like this, yeah. this is kind of in that vein. This is kind of in that vein. But I don't know if it works on a PG product in 2023. So I hear you on that, but it is very exciting. They are they are Love extremely it. organically built, organically over it. This came out of the fun face turn with Daddy Ass. Like this is uh this is like you just saw young stars get made in front of your eyes, which is always yes. cool. I, I, I kind of feel that way about Ricky Starks. I feel like he put in the work and then the crowd just got super behind him. They turned a face, and next thing you know, he's in the world title picture, right? So Cool stuff. And speaking of cool stuff, we go from a team that you're a mark for to a guy I know you're a mark for in a really fun way. And man, I'm loving this Book of Hobbs stuff. Love it. This is super fun, man. I love it. Uh, Hobbs is just, he's going to murder people and he's going to make us feel the pain that he felt his (laughs) whole life. These are short, quick vignettes. They're very well produced, in my opinion. Uh, What did you think of this? I thought this was great. Yeah, Hobbs is killing it right now, man. These promos are really working for him. You know, sometimes things feel a little corny, uh, you know, but he's he's embracing it. We're not seeing him being overused on television, which is great. These promos are just giving us enough. I wish they did that with Miro, like what they were doing before, where he was like, my God, my flexible hot wife. Like, I, like I would love for them <laughs> <laughs> to continue doing that. Um, that those kind of promos like that, even for people like Miro who are not around as much. Um, but yeah, I, I, I know something big is going to come for Hobbs and I can't wait. Like I know they need to do like what they did with Jamie Hader, just pull the trigger with him. 
Yeah, and I think it's a matter of where do you run a triple threat for Samoa Joe's remaining title? Like, what's what's the move there? But I don't think they invest this much in Hobbs if they don't have a plan. They're not done with the story with him and Starks. Nope. They might go back to that. So we'll see. But I like this. And this one, I think, was a little bit better from the perspective of when he was telling his story a little more in depth. I think people were worried it yes. might turn him face because they had a lot of empathy for what he sincerely went through. This was a little bit more in the vicious vein, which I think is good. I didn't ever think I wasn't like thinking he was in fear of becoming a face because I think he gives you that snarl goes and kicks ass in the ring. And suddenly that empathy goes away, but that's just where I sit on it. Um, we move along to, uh, the Eddie and Ortiz promo, which we spoke about already. Yeah. And then we get Jade Cargill versus Sky Blue. <sighs> Smash was good. The Smash was really good. Sky Blue for how young she is. She's she's in exactly the spot she should be in. She's kind of eating losses, but people are seeing what she's capable of. Jericho did a really good job on commentary tonight, I got to say. He's not always for me. He made some really, <laughs> really good points. That spot, him talking in... um the Darby Mike Bennett match that you were talking about with their knees. He was like, my kneecaps would be falling off my bones. If that was me, I loved that. And here he said, you know, sky blue took a loss here, but she, it wasn't really a loss. Like she really, really showed what she's capable of. And I thought this was great. I thought this was Jade, one of Jade's better matches too. I think, I think she's coming along. She's getting yeah. better week over week, which is good. Cause I think Mercedes was going to come and she found her. So she should be ready for that. Uh, if she does, one of Sasha Banks slash Mercedes' uh, biggest strengths, I think, is working with opponents that's bigger than her and still making it believable. I think she's great. But uh, Sky Blue looking really, really good in this loss. We also get a Red Velvet stare down here. Mm -hmm. This was a fun match. I'm loving the story of the baddies falling apart. And I think it's a good way for Jade to drop because her protection's gone, right? She's so feeling a little overconfident. Loved, loved, loved the finish in this. This was awesome. What were your thoughts? Yeah. Um, adding to the whole Chris Jericho thing, I feel like Chris Jericho's becoming like that uh, um, power figure in the back now. Like, you know, kind of stepping into a C-suite kind of deal, like where he becomes a exec somewhere in the back and does, even though he doesn't really want to, I feel like he's showing a lot of that leadership. Um, he, he at least has the voice, if not the position. Like yeah, after and, all the drama went down, he was rallying everybody together. Like it was, it was good. It was. And good he's stuff. putting he's putting people over on television, which will never hurt him ever, ever. Ah, you know how you would say. Um, ever. So, yeah. <laughs> ever. So yeah. So I think he's he's doing great. But um, my God, Jade, I'm I'm in love, man. <laughs> God. That woman has done things to me in my brain. <laughs> I just love her. I love that we have Wardlow for the girls and the gays on that side. And then we have Jade oh, for the guys God. and the gays on that side. It's just good. There's what, like, yeah. you either want to get power bombed or you get want to get stepped on by Jade. I think it's, I'm, I think I'm, it's beautiful. I'm all for it. Uh, yeah. And then Sky Blue, for as young as she, as young as she is, she's uh, showing a lot of toughness in the ring. She got kicked by Jade outside into by the um, ramp, which was like. Took it really can, well, yeah. You can hear it, too. I was like, damn, that was good, you know? Um, there was some points where people were like, ah, but how believable is it that a little girl like, you know, Sky Blue is going to beat up a six foot eight giant like freaking Jade? 
very believable. You punch yeah. someone the right way. Like Jade played it off really well. Where there was a point there where Jade was like trying to catch her breath. She was coming out of the ring. Like things were happening. The reversals, um, right. the code red, all that stuff that was happening at once. I was like, ah, this match is insane. I'm I'm on my feet. I'm screaming along with the crowd. Like it, it was dope, man. It was dope. Best it match really I've seen good. from Jade in a while. Agreed. Agreed. And I think um. You know, you talked about like the believability of someone smaller beating someone bigger. Brian Danielson works in the company. So there yeah. you go. That's yeah. just like, if anyone's good at that, it's him. Jaden Wardlow would have mixed tag team oh for everybody. God. Yes, please. The thirst, the thirst that would come out of that. I love it. I'm sorry, Antonio. Antonio said, did I just say a little girl? I meant like stature wise, she's smaller. Than woman. someone who played professional basketball in Jade yes. Cargill, but yes, that's what I meant. Yes, which is fine. She I know is she's 21, tiny, 22, and she's kick at, uh, only not her. a girl by a few years, so you're not yeah. you're not too far off. But we do get the announcement that we're gonna get TJ and Willow and Ruby in a street fight for Rampage next week. Next week's Rampage is gonna be sick. Stacked. I'm so excited. And I'm excited. I think we we kind of thought this might be where that's going. There needs to be a violent blow off in the feud that's been there. And this is kind of around the anniversary of when they did that last time, right? And it mm -hmm. was with TJ. They were the faces then. They're the heels now. I think it's going to be a blast. I can't wait to see two of the most magnetic performers in the world and Ruby Soho and Willow Nightingale, who is a, a walking hug of a human being, getting to like mean. That's going to be real fun. Kind of like, kind of like the Tay talking about how she grew up in, you know, uh, Brazil fights and everything, and like I had to fight for everything, which is believable because when you look at what that lifestyle is like over there, um, yes. And then you, you got uh, uh, what's her face? Uh, damn, I forget her name. Uh, Anna, and Anna J. Is that her? yeah? Okay, mm -hmm. cool. Just I want to make sure I was right. Anna J. Um, yeah. she's like, she's like. And I wrapped my hand in a barbed wire one time and I choked <laughs> someone out. <laughs> I was like, yeah, you go with your hardcore self. She, I love that. Like, my complaints I did too. with I her, did too. her heel turn, she was always talking about choking everyone out. I loved that. And then when she kind of got into, like, the bratty hot girl thing, I was like, no, no, no. Go back to the girl who was choking everyone mm -hmm. out all this time. That rules. So. That was really, that was, like, insane. Was, she was like, yeah. I fuck people up too. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yes. She was like so uh, relishing it. She thought it was delicious. It was really fun. So we close this in what I think has been probably Kip Sabian's best TV showing on AEW. Wow. Uh, with Orange Cassidy and Kip Sabian closing this out. Kind of one of the first proper feuds that got built into this Orange Cassidy run. It's been a lot of like, throw the title on the counter in its backpack being like, we're going to fight next week. And I love it. It's perfect for Orange Cassidy, but it was nice to get kind of a longer term story here. Champ does retain. There was some chit chat about that not being the case here uh, because they might want to prove that Battle of the Belts is worth watching at some point. Uh, and because there was a story here where if Kip took it, that could be a huge momentum for Kip. Orange Cassidy is going to have momentum no matter what they do. You could have, this is another place, right, that, that Miro could re-enter here. I like the decision to keep it. I think there's probably more productive uses of an Orange Cassidy title drop. And 
Well, I wouldn't be mad if that had happened. I feel like Orange Cassidy deserves to drop it maybe in a more extensive match on a pay-per-view or something, uh, not at midnight on a Friday. Like, that's just my feelings toward it. Um, but but yeah, I, I thought the match was great. I think this was Kip's best showing. Some really fun stuff on the apron here. Kip looking really clean and athletic in a lot of this. What did you think of this match that closed out our four-hour wrestling night where Jeez. no titles changed? <laughs> I know. Wow. Uh, battle for the nothing. Um, so, yeah. so <laughs> battle, battle for the retaining. Battle for retaining viewers. Five. Um, yeah, five. Uh, I, I thought it was great. I, I um, Kip was insanely, like, I, I've never really watched any of his, like, matches before AEW. I'm gonna be completely honest with you, right? I wasn't he's like, very over on the indies, I gotta say. Yes, at least at I least be- in this area. Yeah. I, I became aware of him when I got one of his shirts at uh Pro Wrestling Tees. I was in Chicago. I said, oh this one looks cool and I wore it and then I looked him up. I was like, oh okay. Nice. Um the design and, um, gotcha. I like yeah it. and so I, I now seeing what he can do and they need to let him be this person on TV and wrestle like this and just go out there and create amazing storylines with him. I wouldn't mind watching another couple matches be- between him and orange and some type of, you know, a stipulation or something. Yeah, yeah. 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 Just continue that. I mean, WWE does it all the time. They did it with drew McIntyre and Sheamus. They can do it with these, with these two, you know, sure. I think this is a lot of fun. I think, uh, I feel like this is enough of a build, but I wouldn't be mad if they were in it back. And I think this is the most solid footing that Kip Sabian's ever been on, right? Like we saw the gamer stuff that didn't really work. It was largely dragged on too long. Yes. He was with Jimmy Havoc, which was just obviously an unfortunate situation all around. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm just happy for him. Like, I, I think he's a valuable worker and I'm glad that they have found something that seems to click. I thought he was great on commentary last week. Good stuff. Good stuff, man. The Pro Wrestling Podcast says, you come to my hometown, you got to visit PWTs. Respect. Buddy, today I gave Pro Wrestling Tees way too much of my money. Like, way too much of my money. Um, I And it was narrowed down from about three times what I ended up spending. Which Jeez. is egregious. But I got to be honest, I haven't really bought a lot of merch uh i wasn't going anywhere during covid so i wasn't right wasn't buying stuff uh i got some stuff as gifts so it wasn't really like a huge thing for me and then uh i got some nice end of the year bonus type things and i was like i'm gonna do i'm gonna do a pwt splurge i used to every year at the end of the year do either a wwe shop run or a new japan pro wrestling tees purchase haul and i was like i'm gonna do a pwt i'm gonna do a spread of aw and independent and stuff so uh really 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 robbed me of some money today but (laughs) a couple super chats and humper chats to round us out dark cat 18 a 17 month fightful member thank you so much for being a part of the fightful main roster says i can never catch a live stream I hate how I always miss the Battle of the Belts because it's a separate recording that I always forget to set up. Uh, there was no build to this one. It was like they forgot they had it. This was <laughs> contractually this was obligated to run, put this on the, TNT. It felt like a two-hour rampage. And I gotta say, like the in-ring was was good and some of the stories were there, but this did not feel like a special in any way, shape, or form. 
Coffee with Collins. I think I know who that is. I think that's our Auntie Collins over there saying, hey, love you. I'm still watching Dark Live. I'm going to listen to this on the replay. How was the sound? What do you think of the new set? Sound was great. Sound has been really well mic'd and the crowds have been incredible. New set I have mixed feelings on. I think I like the aesthetic of the last one a little bit more. I don't not like this one. I like the old one better. However, screens are real easy to move from on the road. And they're extremely, I don't have to tell you of all people, extremely dynamic. You can do so much more with like a screen heavy set. I liked the tunnels. I just, I thought that was fun. I, I liked yeah. that look. Um, so it's not my favorite. I definitely don't dislike it. I liked what they had going better, but I understand why they did it. I think it's super clean, easy to implement everywhere. Looks great on social media for clipping. Um, you can see the TikTok frame that's sitting right there for you. Uh, it, it's good. It's, it still looks great. It's, I think probably going to be easier to produce. And the people that are making these calls know a hell of a lot more than I do, but I was just a sucker for the tunnels. I think that was a fun look. But what do you think? I, I like it. I, I I think that they got away from the tunnels just because it was kind of old school looking, which is cool because that's, you know, I remember TNA having that um, back in the day. Like they had it in the middle at first and they separated the two. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll say this. They needed an upgrade. It's been, what, four years, three, four years now. So they definitely needed some a change. And they ran it. They, it ran its course. And I think what they have now makes them look a little bit more like it gives them oomph. The production value has gone up. Uh, you could even tell with the lighting in the ring. Uh, the lighting in the ring is very, I, very bright. My bigger thing was I didn't like that they used. There's a lot of red and blue. And I'm like, that feels very WWE to me. Mm. A little bit, but there's also still black and gold, right? I think it's just the the dynamic nature of having that many screens, but feels a little less like we're an alternative and a little bit more WWE looking. But at the same time, there's a lot of things that WWE does because they're the things that make the most sense, right? Like they move impact. from town to town constantly. Like using a lot of screens makes sense. Using opposing colors makes sense. There's probably color psychology research that we don't even know about mm -hmm. that happens. Um, so there you go. That's that's our thoughts. We have some chats from Wednesday that were pending. One from Jambier that says PBS and got nothing on the SGS. I'm not totally sure what that's in reference to, but I do know it's 100% accurate. Uh, and Matthew Plus saying, I would like to hear Tiffany Stratton's opinion <laughs> of things. Um, I'm so thankful for my job, but I was getting pushed super well. And I hope that doesn't change when I come back from injury. Toodles. That's all you get. That's as far as I can go tonight at 2.03 in the morning Eastern. But that closes us out. Alex, we're so glad to have you back. And I know you have a fun weekend ahead. Oh, yeah. I'm excited to have you returning in the new year of 2023. More coming around the bend for both of us, I'm sure. But before all the new year, new you initiatives kick off where can the good people find you now you can still find me like my last year me at, <laughs> at instagram <laughs> on instagram uh alexis cardoza find me there it has all the links in there so you can follow me on tiktokers and all that other good stuff but yeah i'm happy to be back i'm happy to be talking wrestling it's something that uh i truly adore and yeah i got uh, an 
in about two to three hours, I got to be at the airport because going to <laughs> you got a bachelor boot. party to go to. <laughs> yeah. You can follow me at Miss Kate Fave. My Patreon tiers are launching Monday, God willing. Uh, so you can check out my paid tiers. Always free content down there as well. If you want to go to patreon.com slash Miss Kate Fave, where you can also find me on Twitter and TikTok under the same handle. Tuesdays, also here on the Fightful main channel, doing whatever the hell we do on Tuesday nights on Sour Graphs NXT Post Show here for AEW Rampage and SmackDown and Battle of the Belts when they do it and Wednesdays at the Mark Order Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Stay tuned to Fightful Select. I'm sure it's going to be an eventful weekend. Have a safe and healthy one. We're out. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.